a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome to another character profile this week. We're going to be going over Ahsoka Tano, one of my personal favorite characters. Uh, and if you're not familiar with shows like Clone Wars, then you might not know too much about Ahsoka. But that's what this episode is here for. So without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! So like with my other uh, profiles, I'm going to be going through a quick bio, then a timeline then some various facts uh, about Ahsoka, kind of in that order. And if you want to go back and listen to my other ones, I've done profiles over Boba Fett, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Plo Koon so far. And so this is my fifth, if I'm not mistaken. I could be, could be missing something. But first of all, for Ahsoka Tano, and actually I would like to say before I go into this that there will be very significant spoilers for the Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. A lot of stuff is is going to be spoiled in this. So if you haven't watched those and you don't want them to be spoiled, then go ahead and stop listening to this episode now. You have been warned. Alrighty. So as far as Ahsoka's bio, her homeworld is the planet of Shili. Her master was Anakin Skywalker. She didn't actually have an apprentice, but she was a mentor to the likes of Luke Skywalker, Ezra Bridger, and Grogu. Uh, and she's actually very interesting because she's had several different lightsaber colors throughout her arc as a character. Um, she's had green, blue, and white lightsabers. So um, it's, it's pretty awesome, and she's such an interesting character. And honestly, so... The, this she is really the first character that I've covered that is primarily relegated to the shows of Star Wars, uh, and she's honestly such an amazing character. She started out very annoying, generally disliked by most people, if I'm not mistaken, and she really grew and developed with the audience, and they got to see her grow as a character kind of before their eyes, and it's just really fascinating. And ultimately, the Clone Wars as a show while it has different perspectives sprinkled in there, primarily focuses on her perspective of this galactic conflict because she is a Jedi Padawan who has known nothing but this war. And you get to see her kind of learn, okay, kind of see these different perspectives and be like, should the Jedi be fighting this war? Are they still upholding the ideals that they preach to believe? And she gets to kind of glean all of this different information from people like, Padme, from people like Anakin, from people like Obi-Wan, from people like Lux Bonteri, um, the Freedom Fighters on Andron, all these different people. You get to see her, even clones like Rex, you get to see her kind of develop this new identity within this galactic theater, and it's super, super interesting to see. Um, but as far as her timeline goes, sometime before the events of The Phantom Menace, she is found by Plo Koon as a youngling, and brought to the Jedi Temple. Um, We get to see a little glimpse of that in one of the openings in the Clone Wars. 
And speaking of the Clone Wars, within the Clone Wars, she is apprenticed to Anakin Skywalker during the Battle of Christosis, which is where we see, uh, or where we're introduced to her during the Clone Wars movie. She fought during many campaigns along Anakin and the 501st. Some of those battles or uh, kind of skirmishes would include the Malevolence Crisis with the uh, Separatist superweapon known as the Malevolence and its dreaded Ion Cannon. Uh, she was there to help rescue Jedi Master Plo Koon from uh, the, the debris field after a malevolence attack. The invasion of Ryloth, she was uh, helping Anakin Skywalker with the planetary assault of the uh, Separatist fleet and blockade. The Blue Shadow Virus Crisis, um, this was on Naboo, and she was there uh, essentially helping to contain this uh, this airborne pathogen called the Blue Shadow Virus, which was developed by uh, Dr. Vindy, trying to help uh, prevent that from getting into the uh, wider planet. Cad Bane's infiltration of the Jedi Temple whenever he went there to obtain a holocron uh, in order to do Darth Sidious's bidding. She was there as well. The second invasion of Geonosis, uh, which takes place during the second season of the Clone Wars. She was there uh, during the landing attempts. She was there whenever they destroyed the weapons factory and was a part of the convoy that was infected by the brain, uh, the brain invaders uh, or the hive mind controlled Geonosian worms that would uh, essentially control people's minds. Then we also have the Mortis altercation, where she, Anakin, and Obi-Wan were sucked into this sort of void uh, and transported to this Force planet called Mortis. And they had these interactions with these Force demigods called the Father, the Son, and the Daughter. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go back and listen to episode 51 with Jack Pittman, where we kind of go in depth into uh, those characters, because they're super, super interesting. Uh, the Citadel Rescue where Jedi Master Evan Peel was captured by the Separatists and uh, tortured for information. Ahsoka was part of the strike team to kind of infiltrate and rescue Evan Peel and his men from that prison, even though she wasn't supposed to be. She snuck along, but uh, but she was there. The Moncala Civil War between the Moncalamari and the Quarren. She was uh, there with Anakin Skywalker, Kit Fisto, and Padme Amidala during the negotiations that eventually deteriorated into all-out warfare. The Kiros Colony abduction by the Zygerian slavers. So the Kiros Colony was a colony of Togrudas, uh, which is Ahsoka's species, and they were abducted by Zygerian slavers and brought to the planet of Zygeria to be sold into slavery. And Ahsoka essentially helped to rescue these uh, these colonists from the clutches of the Zygerians. Um, the Audron insurrection, she and Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Rex helped train uh, rebels on the planet of Sep Separatist-controlled planet of Audron. And um, that's, it's a super cool moment of, of development for Ahsoka as well, kind of getting to see her grow in a leadership position and also get to see, like I said, the different perspectives on the war going on. There's also the Jedi Temple bombing, which is uh, ultimately what leads her to leave the Order. And then the Siege of Mandalore, which happens when she's no longer a Jedi, but she does lead a campaign with the 332nd, bat uh, 
332nd Company alongside Commander Rex on Mandalore to try to uh, apprehend Darth Maul. So, uh, a couple other things. She was kidnapped by Trandoshan hunters and hunted for sport uh, alongside other Jedi Padawans. Um, and she also led an expedition of younglings to Ilum to find their kyber crystals. She was framed for bombing the Jedi Temple, and even after she was proved innocent, she still uh, left the Order because her faith had been shaken in it, and she survived Order 66 alongside Captain Rex during the last arc of the Clone Wars, which is absolute peak Star Wars television, period. Somewhere in between uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels, this is from the Ahsoka novel, she goes into hiding and kind of lays low on this backwater aggro world, goes by the name Ashla, which was originally her, uh, the idea for her name Ashla being the name uh, that the ancient Jedi used uh, to call the light side of the Force, Bogan being the dark side. And uh, while she was in hiding, she defeated the sixth brother in combat, the sixth brother sixth brother being one of the inquisitors and she took his lightsaber crystals and purified them which kind of reversed the bleeding process that most sith or dark side users use to corrupt and kind of bend their kyber crystals to their will so she purified them and made them uh white which gave her a very distinct lightsaber uh color and um I will say, for the majority of these incidents, she used green lightsabers, two green lightsabers. But for the Siege of Mandalore, Anakin modifies her lightsabers and makes them blue. Um, and then she has white moving forward after uh, she goes into hiding. In Rebels, she operates as a rebel informant known as Fulcrum, helps the ghost crew in several missions. Went to Malachor 5, or maybe it was just Malachor in the show. I think it was just Malachor. After an altercation... Uh, with Darth Vader in an ancient Sith temple, she actually goes missing on Malachor. And um, she was saved by Ezra Bridger through the World Between Worlds. Once again, if you want a little more in-depth conversation about the World Between Worlds, go back to that episode 51 with Jack Pittman. We talk about Mortis and the World Between Worlds. It's an awesome time. And uh, after all that, she goes in search of Ezra Bridger with Sabine Wren after the events of Star Wars Rebels. And in The Mandalorian Season 2... She is found by Din Djarin on Corvus on a crusade against the Magistrate Morgan Elsbeth. Um, she helps kickstart Grogu's Jedi training and ultimately defeats Elsbeth uh, and tells or takes her Beskar staff and asks for information about Grand Admiral Thrawn, which gives some hints at what the Ahsoka show may be about. In the Book of Boba Fett, she was helping to uh, establish Luke's Jedi Academy. Uh, with Grogu being the first student, she talks to the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, about Grogu's place and uh, essentially a Jedi's needs and uh, need for dissociation or, or lack of attachment. And then afterwards, she allegedly tracks down Thrawn in hopes of finding Ezra uh, with Sabine's help, which is likely what the Ahsoka show is going to be about. And the interesting thing about the Ahsoka show is a lot of the imagery in the logo and stuff is very reminiscent of the World Between Worlds, so it makes me really excited to see the direction that they're going to be going with that. But there's no word on when that's going to be coming out or when to expect it, so uh, I'll keep you all updated as I find out more information. So some various facts about Ahsoka include that she uh, 
practiced primarily form four of lightsaber combat called Ataru, which was very acrobatic and quick. Um, she practiced Jarkai with a distinct backhanded grip, Jarkai being whenever you wield two blades at the same time, so either a double-sided lightsaber or two single-bladed lightsabers. And backhanded grips essentially mean that she holds it backwards uh, that people normally do, which made it good for deflecting lightsaber bolts, or not lightsaber bolts, like blaster bolts. Um, some primary or prominent affiliates that she had were, of course, Anakin Skywalker, her master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, her master's master, uh, who obviously helped train her kind of indirectly, Plo Koon, who helped bring her to the Jedi Temple, Captain Rex, uh, her brother on the battlefield, essentially. And then Lux Bonteri was kind of an interesting on-and-off love interest for her, um, which I could see being an interesting thing that they could bring back in the future. She also survives lightsaber duels with both General Grievous and Darth Maul, which are, is super, super impressive. Those are two of the most formidable uh, duelists in the galaxy, and um, at least coming up against Jedi. So... To have both of those under her belt just speaks to how prominent and powerful of a Jedi she actually is, or not a Jedi, technically. Um, but, yeah, that's about all that I have for Ahsoka. She's a really amazing character. I could honestly go on for much longer than this about her, but I kind of wanted to give a crash course on Ahsoka. She's super interesting. I would highly recommend watching The Clone Wars if you haven't already. Um just because her story is is a really amazing and well-developed story. Uh, and then, yeah, I would highly recommend that. But that's about all that I have. However, this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. So today's more is actually one of my favorite fun facts to kind of blow people's minds with. But it's that Ahsoka was actually at the Jedi Temple before Anakin Skywalker due to the fact that he was brought in so late in his life. Like, he was brought in when he was nine years old, which is quite a bit older than most uh, younglings are, but um, she was likely already there um, at the time that he was brought in, even though he's quite a bit older than her and progressed in his training a lot faster um, and ended up being her master. She was brought in at kind of the right, right age, probably right around when he was brought in, and he was already several years older and therefore uh, was able to progress quite a bit faster. But I just think that that's kind of an interesting little fact that a lot of people tend to overlook. But that's about all that I have for this episode. Um, get excited because Kenobi is coming in 25 days. Uh, it's coming really fast. We get two episodes on the first day. They moved the release dates from the 25th to the 27th. Guys... It's coming, and I'm super, super excited. And I'll be doing an episode about what you need to know before watching uh, Kenobi and all that stuff very soon um, within the next two weeks. So be on the lookout for that. And for now, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the Force be with you, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.